You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It's always good to be with you. Today's topic we are tackling is intentional fatherhood. So this one is for the dads, for the, all the families, but for dads specifically, and I've got some of my favorite dads in the room with me today. I've got David Green and Will Uter with me to talk about intentional fatherhood. David, Will, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. Well, why don't you all introduce yourselves, family, work, life, church, everything like that. David, why don't you start? All right. Hey, uh, this is David Green. Um, Best part, uh, if you get to know me, is you get to know my wife, Amy. So uh, next month will be 29 years. Oh, fantastic. So, Congrats. And then I have uh, four kids. My son's the oldest. He has a wonderful wife named Bethany. Uh, my next oldest daughter is Bailey. And I have a new son-in-law named Jake. And then uh, I have uh, Addison as my next daughter. I'm going to have a future son-in-law in June named Peter. Kip's my youngest. Um, got a great black lab I'm not supposed to talk too much about in Flea. <laughs> And then kind of in between work right now, I'm a deacon at Forest Hill Church. Let me think what else I want to tell you. Been involved with Advance for about six years, Mm -hmm. so uh, I think that's a great thing. And then uh, I'm the Q-Serve for F3 Nation, so that's what I do with a lot of my spare time is that. But uh, I stay very, very busy. Very good. Thank you. Will. All right, Will Uter. Thanks, everybody, for listening. So I've been with Forest Hill over six years now. I've served in various roles at the church, such as uh, being a big kids check-in, also helping to teach some of the big kids. Um, I also help with some of the mission trip planning and mm-hmm. being on the committee there and some of the men's retreats. So it's been, it's been great at Forest Hill. Now I currently serve as a deacon, which keeps me pretty busy. As far as my family life, I've uh, been married to my beautiful wife for 14 years now, mm-hmm. and together we share three children, Ayana, Nala, and Wayden. And my wife's name is Masayo. Again, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you all for joining us and be a part of this. Well, let's just start into the conversation about fatherhood, right? So you both became fathers when your oldest was born into the world. But just unpack fatherhood a little bit more and just talk about your journey or the process in your growth as a father. Will, why don't you kick that one off? So for me, at first, it was understanding what that role even meant because it's scary for a dad uh-huh. at first when you have your first child and really you have this uh, image that right. that resembles fatherhood in our world today so at first that image to me meant uh, really being selfish mm-hmm. honestly um where you think about the father they have their own man cave you don't have right, a, right. a woman's cave right for mom mm-hmm. so it was <laughs> it's basically if you want to go golf and go out with the guys you just go ahead and did that mm-hmm. and then you come up with excuses to do it and then make the wife deal with everything else mm-hmm. at the house and now i've been realizing that it's more about being a servant leader mm-hmm. and to not just be passive but to be very active at home yeah. help yeah. the wife you know you take care of your wife the wife takes care of the family and vice versa so it's all about serving the family, meeting them where they are and where their needs are. Yeah, that's great. David, what about you? So I, I got married when I was 19. I was somebody's dad by the time I was 21. And so uh, I, my kids, at least the first three, got, uh, got to basically <laughs> grow up with me. And so yeah. um, I don't think I understood um, as a young man how important it is to be a father. I, as I get older, I definitely realize how important it is. But uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm more of a collision learner, mm. and so we made some mistakes. And, um, but it, you know, I had a great example of my dad. I had a great example of my father-in-law, 
And so I, I feel like I'm getting better at it as time goes on. Mm. You give me enough practice, I'll, I'll get yeah, good at anything. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing I think I want to emphasize, that fatherhood is a process, mm. right? Absolutely. You don't start perfect, and you probably, let's be honest, we don't yeah. end perfect fathers. But if we're all willing to be in process growing as fathers, then I think we can make a difference, you know, a, a real impact in our family's lives. And, well, I love what you had to say about moving from selfish to servant. In, in those ways, and, and you really kind of kind of started into the topic today about intentional fatherhood. So when you hear that phrase, and uh, both of you have a view of fatherhood, the people of our church have a view of fatherhood, but if you were to both give us a definition of intentional fatherhood, what does that mean to you? David, why don't you start? So I, I you know, I think, uh, you know, Colossians 3.21 uh, is a good place to start when you mm-hmm. talk about fatherhood. I think that's, you know, we... I'm sure a lot of people listen to the podcast have a mm-hmm. biblical worldview of what a mm-hmm. father is supposed to look like. So I've always based what, what I thought I should be doing off my biblical worldview. Uh, I didn't always execute as well mm-hmm. as I would have liked, but I think that's where I've always started. Um, I think the other one is we get a little bit of what our what our father, how our father parented. Right. Um, right. It just transitions into how we, how we do it. Mm-hmm. So not a very descriptive answer, but I'm going to tell you a little bit is just you're going to learn some of it just by the men around you. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, for me, being intentional fatherhood is like really just trying to reject passivity mm. and then assuming the responsibility of being a father. Um, so also is is about knowing that tomorrow is not promised. Mm. So make that impact, that positive impact that you can today with your, your wife and kids. Yeah. Take that passivity a little bit farther. And, and the next question is, what do you think is the challenge for intentional fatherhoods that most dads face today? There's passivity, mm-hmm. but what else? Take it a little bit farther, what would you say? Yeah, again, with being passive, it's allowing the wife to kind of take care of everything or the mom to take care of everything uh, and, and sitting back in the shadow, right, mm-hmm. and, and allowing the mom to be the manager of the house, mm-hmm. which that role is very important, but to reject passivity means to step in to, to help. And to be to be a servant, right? And then I think one challenge we have for men is really a hindrance to being intentional, mm-hmm. uh, as far as being a father is basically conforming to the, the image that's out there about yeah, about being a father, yeah, right? Yeah. That selfishness, or um, and then I think we all say that we're busy. Mm-hmm. But busy being busy is one thing, but having a lack of margin is a big problem. So we see a lot of people sign up. Men especially to sign up for different things that may be social or things they have to do for work, work especially. And then we see that margin that we leave for our families get thinner and thinner mm-hmm. to it's almost a deficit. So I think that being busy is one thing, but not being intentional with our time and not keeping right. that time for our family protected in a margin is an issue. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off that too. I, I think we've, we live in a culture, well, first off, let's start. All men are basically... Uh, at their core, selfish. Right. Right. So there's this whole thing about being intentional of waking up every morning. So I'm gonna put my family first. I'm gonna put mm-hmm. myself second. Mm-hmm. Which um, most most men who get being a dad right, mm-hmm. they wake up each morning and put the put the family in front of their own needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I'm still gonna say people are gonna make mistakes. You're gonna slip yeah. up. But if you start your day saying I'm gonna put my you know, I'm going to put my kids and my put my wife first. Put my put the Lord first. Put my wife next. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really, you can have a positive impact on your on your family because your kids are going to see that example. Yeah, yeah. So, 
I have a couple of ideas here. You had mentioned, Will, uh, talking about kind of the, the maybe the, the cultural example or the depiction of dad. If there's this dad on TV, right? There's, he is the passive dad, yeah. right? He is oblivious. He is clueless as to everything that's going on around him. And then you have kind of the, the detached, macho dad who it doesn't do emotions. So mm-hmm. uh, as you were talking, I was like, uh, emotions and dad mm-hmm. don't seem to be, or they seem to be antonyms. They, mm-hmm. What would you have to say about that? Because like kind of what Will, you were saying is like, in, in that way, emotions kind of get delegated to mom. Mom, yeah. you be the emotional one. You deal with our kids' emotions. But how can dads engage their emotions for their kids? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to start on that one. My kids, uh, they definitely can read me. They know when I'm angry. They know when mm-hmm. I'm happy. They know when I'm sad. Um, I don't show as much emotion as I probably should, but my kids can read it, and they know me. Um, I think as a dad, you got to make as a man, you got to be able to, people around you need to know your emotion. And if you think you can just walk around with a candy coated shell and everything's perfect, you're fooling yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think showing your emotions is part of being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of, uh, a lot of us have grown up and seen images of heroes, what we think our fathers are, and they've got basically no emotions, but mm-hmm. when you don't have that authentic relationship with your children, it really yeah. separates you from what's possible. Yeah. Right. So what I try to do for my children, especially around their emotions, I try to affirm their mm-hmm. emotions as well. So there are like these these terms that I've been reading on articles about how to affirm their emotions as well. Yeah. So even if I struggle to show those emotions, I still want them to feel like I'm there for you emotionally. So there's things like these statements of I love you. Yeah. So first of all, for guys, the word love is a mushy word. And we don't want to use <laughs> yeah. it. Not even, not even during Valentine's Day, right? Uh-huh. So... That I love you. The kids have to hear that. We cannot assume that the ch- our children um, see that from us, from our actions. Sometimes they need to hear it, especially because if they look for love in other places, sometimes those other places can be very yeah. dark. Um, I, I'm here for you, right? To tell the children, if you make a mistake or not, I'm still here for you. I might discipline you, mm-hmm. but I'm still here for you. I believe in you, right? To tell your children so they have that confidence in their emotional being that I'm here for you and I'm, and I'm confident in you and what your abilities are. And then last but not least, I'm proud of you for who you are. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I asked my kids a couple of weeks ago these questions. I said, do you know that we're proud of you? And they said, yeah. I said, how do you know that? They said, because I did good on my report card. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's you doing something great, which yeah. is icing on the cake, but I'm proud of you for who you are. Yeah. And that was a realization that we really need to tell our children we're proud of you for who you are and uh, as far as that emotional connection there with the children. Man, that is really strong. I want to say, you know, whoever's listening to this, uh, dads, hit pause, pull over to the side of the road, stop the treadmill, and and hit rewind on that. So I love you, yeah. I'm here for you, and I'm proud of who you are. Yeah. And I believe in, believe in you. And I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's good. We can't assume yeah, that they yeah. know that. We hey, can't assume. Hey, that's why we keep him around. Yeah. So yeah. in case anybody, case anybody wants to know why he's here with me. Man. The, the uh, brain's behind the organization. No. Iron sharpened iron. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Will kicked it off real nice with, you know, what, what, do, what do kids need from dads or what do families need from dad most? What would you say about that, David? All right. So I, uh, this is where it starts to get challenging because we're, you know, we're trying to make people better. Um when people aren't willing to be dads, it's because it's a decision, right? And so we're just, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you know you're one of these guys, it's, mm-hmm. it's shucking your responsibility. Right. 
step up. Uh, mm. You know, to me, it's a it's not a timing issue; it's a willingness issue. So mm. step up. Yeah. So that's our first challenge. The next one is, I think the uh, we live in a society that we have uh, poor behaviors, and um, we'll use any excuse to just, uh, justify those behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so I think the other one is we got to hold each other accountable. Yeah. Uh, man to man, uh, your wife can't do it, your kids can't do it. You got to hold each other accountable and actually make a difference and make a decision to be a dad and then step up and actually do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, to me, the the other one is it's almost like it's okay, it's an acceptable behavior for some men to shuck their responsibility yeah, 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 as, yeah, yeah. as a dad. And yeah. I think that's just culture. And hopefully, you know, podcasts like this, people will learn mm-hmm. that that is an acceptable behavior. Right. So, Yeah. It, the, the way I would summarize that is if you are a dad, only you can dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? In that way is you've been given that responsibility. And now if, we, if you want to get like real personal, you may have not asked for it. Mm. Right. But you became a dad and now you have to be a dad. And so those things to step up and take accountability, it's really great. Well, when we, thinking along this subject, I was feeling real sensitive to the single moms in the audience um, uh, who, who are listening and, and even the, the moms who may feel like a single mom. They may be married, but their husband is not interested in being an intentional father. What, what encouragement would you give to, to those moms out there? Yeah, I, I'm going to start with that one. I just, you know, I, I think the first one is if you're a single mom and, and or you're in a relationship where the man is not stepping up, just pray about it. Sometimes uh, yeah. guys are stubborn. You know, you just you, you need to understand that sometimes it's a longer process. We are slow learners. Mm-hmm. And so just continue to pray. Um, I think the other one that, you know, women need to understand is God knows if you're putting the work out and the man just is uh, too foolish to ever recognize it, God knows those situations. Yeah. And, and, and your hard work won't go unnoticed with your kids. I think the other one, women, um, you know, that can't or that have a man in their life that won't step up or don't have a man in their mm-hmm. life and they try and do everything, God's going to recognize it and your kids are going to recognize it. Mm-hmm. So yep. those are my two, you know, yeah. we know it's going to be difficult for them, but right. just understand right. that that's the challenge that, you're, that they're given yeah. and they need to step up and try and fill the role of both the father and the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, as David said, they got moms who are having dual duties at right, home. Right. Um, so I would go ahead and say first, thank you. Right, thank mm-hmm. you for all, to all the mothers out there, because um, sometimes being a mom is a thankless job. So let's go ahead and put that out there now. We appreciate Mother's Day's every day. Mother's Day's <laughs> should be every day. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and I would say pray for your children. I mean, there's nothing more powerful than a praying mother. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. Um, and then. Finally, I would say find a godly mentor to get around your children to make that impact, to reinforce what you're teaching them at home. If you've got a son, it would be important to get a godly, respectable man for that person to talk to and just have real conversations with, especially as well with your daughters. Find a godly woman as well to give them that advice. Yeah. And life. here's the shameless plug for our student ministries, our children's ministries. In some ways, that's how they're set up to be, is to be a support or Absolutely. a partnership ministry to the family. Mm-hmm. Saying, we're going to encircle your children with one or two other adults, you know, gender-specific for um, age and stage of life. But mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot, especially as a student pastor, seeing that of uh, there being young men in our group who uh, 
dad is not around mm-hmm. or is not involved in their lives, and one of our life group leaders steps in and walks with that student throughout their middle school, high school years, and they look to that person. They may never call them dad. It's not you know appropriate in that place, but they would point to that person and be like, no one has shaped me more than this individual. So yeah, that's kind of what we have in place here. We try to do to the best of our ability. So thanks for speaking to that. I know that's a heavy part of this topic and very real one to, to address. Well, both of you are dads, and but you are fathering different age ages of children mm. right now. So um, David is the expert here in the room. You know, he's taking his kids on through. Will and I are just kind of watching. Uh, but <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> but um, Will, when it when it comes to being an intentional dad, what would you have to say about being intentional with families and your kids if you have younger kids? First thing I would say is go to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of fathers out there who let yeah, the wife, that's good. again, back to being passive, let the right. wife take the children to church. If they see dad doing that, it yeah. speaks in large volume. Seriously. So I would say bring your children to church um, and serve with them. Mm. Serve serve with your children, serve the community, serve the church with your children, again, so they can see dad in action. They can yeah. see faith in action. Yeah. Um, I would say honor your wife. If you honor your wife as a father, you're showing your daughter how her husband should treat her. Mm. And if you're honoring your wife, then your son can see how he should treat a woman when he gets yeah. older. Yeah. So honoring your wife is important. And I think lastly is uh, spend that one-on-one time individually with your children each month. Mm. That time is, is valuable. I started doing that a couple of years ago, and it helped me understand how individual... I've got three kids, but it's hard when I come home and they rush to the door to kind of yeah, yeah. understand where each of them are, how their day really was. But if I have that one-on-one time, I can see where they are in their season of life, help them with their transitions, and, and really um, connect with them on, on that front. Yeah, that's a super practical idea for, for dads to implement right away. You know, Whether you have one or 100 kids, you just go set a day uh, once a month. Yeah. Right and kind of give them the attentional time and, and do something fun. If, if it's yep. fun, it's like uh, sometimes it's a benefit to you too. Like my daughters uh-huh. love to go get ice cream. Well, I've got no problem with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Want to get ice cream tomorrow too, Dad? I know <laughs> you love ice cream. Like, I'm in for breakfast. <laughs> breakfast? Let's do ice cream for breakfast. Let's do it. <laughs> That's really good. It's really practical. David, what about when it comes to older kids being intentional? So, and first one, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, as your kids get older, enjoy all those little times where you Seriously. can. Uh, you're yeah. the one in charge. So go ahead and enjoy every moment that you get of that because when they're uh, uh-huh. when they're in their teens and then their twenties, apparently they got their own ideas of how things should go. Yeah, you don't so, say. But I've got, I kind of got a list of things I, I'd yeah. like to go through. The first one is, um, you know, for all the parents out there, get your kids up and get them active. Get them away from electronic devices. Mm. Uh, I understand Xbox is great and iPads are great, but uh, put that stuff down. Get your kids outside. Get them moving. Mm-hmm. Next one is uh, get good at social media. If you're a, if you got a teenager, you need to know what they're what they're doing on social media. Now my kids will all tell you that I have more Twitter followers than them, so they're all off Twitter. <laughs> so they got to Instagram, so yeah. I went to Instagram. Yeah. So I'm going to get good at Instagram. Uh-huh. So um, you know, social media is not going away, and so I think as parents or as men, we just need to step up and say, yeah. okay, you're going to see what your kids are doing because you're going to actually be following them, and you're going to understand how the social media works and yeah. what they're what they're portraying to the world outside. Right. So the next one is. Um, and this is uh, like an old school one. Get to know their friends, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think what we need to understand is our kids are going to identify themselves through their friends, and so um, when they make poor selections with friends, we got to be there to kind of mm-hmm. support them and say, 
what do you see in that person that I don't see? Right. And uh, be willing to step up, have that hard conversation with your kids because your kids might know more or might be able to explain more so you can yeah. learn from them also. Yeah. So, but that's part of being a dad is I'm, I'm learning from my kids every day, every single day. And you'll want that one, especially when they start bringing the boyfriend or girlfriend around. Oh, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but, and then, uh, the last one for when you have older kids is just being available. Um, because when they're young, you can clip them in the car seat. Uh, they're on your schedule. Yeah. Uh, when they get older, you got to be ready whenever they're yeah. available. And that yeah. might be a, 11.30 on a Friday night, or it could be 5 o'clock on a Saturday morning. You just got to make yourself available. Yeah. No, those are really good. Really helpful, really practical. Well, uh, Will, you can, or, uh, excuse me, David, you had mentioned the, the idea of accountability. And so you both have given just some tremendously helpful, really practical ideas for the dads out there about starting to be more intentional wherever you're at. The thing we have said, it's a process. So you start a process by starting a process. You enter into it. You begin. You choose today is the day that you're going to begin. Who cares what happened in the past, right? We can't let regrets dictate our future. So let's be intentional now, right? The future waits for us and our kids do too. So what do dads need from each other to grow and sharpen one another? So I'm going to start with this one. Uh, As soon as I got involved with Forest Hill, I got in a life group. I got in a, Mm -hmm. I got in a life group with men that were, uh, maybe a little bit older than I was. And so that was, um, that was good for me because I yeah. learned from those men. They helped push me along. Yeah. Um, the other thing I did is I got involved with F3. And I, yeah. and I know people say, well, how does working out at 5 o'clock in the morning help you be a better father, but mm. get you up, get you moving? Um, there's other men in your life that are going to hold you accountable yeah. because they're going to meet you. Tell us a little bit more about F3. Kind of unpack it. Okay, so uh, what F3 is, it's a, it's a it's fitness fellowship and faith. But really, it's these uh, early morning workouts. Um, it's men only. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those ones, there's a, there, the, the model is it's small workout groups about, uh, you know, 10, 15 guys, they Mm -hmm. meet in the mornings, uh, just in a random parking lot or in a park somewhere, do boot camp style workouts. And, uh, normally they're about 45 minutes or an hour, but, uh, they also have, you know, the, the, that's the fitness piece of it. The fellowship part of it is you can actually make some friends because we figured out that most guys in their thirties and forties are very lonely. Yeah. And so, and as the closer I get to 50, I'm going to say the guys 30s, 40s, and 50s are, are pretty lonely. Yeah. So that's the other piece. And then uh, there's a faith component, and most men need to understand that uh, there's something bigger than them. Yeah. So they, we're open, you know, F3 is open to all faiths, but the majority of them in, in the South is Christian. Mm-hmm. And so um, you can get involved. You can go to f3nation.com. There's a map. You just punch in your zip code, and you can figure out the workout that's closest to you on the, on the day of the week that you want to go to. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. Well, what would you say about now I'm in F3 as well with yeah. uh, with David, and I got both that accountability um, plus just the real friendships. I mean, a lot of times you, you find yourself as a, as a father especially going yeah. through the routine of going to work, taking care of the family, rinse and repeat, and you right. find yourself worn, worn out. And it came to realization to me a few years ago when we were coming up with the uh, a birthday, birthday invitation list for our kids, and my wife said, like, why don't you invite your friends? I looked at my friend list, I'm like, oh, these are all my coworkers. Like, this is kind of sad. I have no other friends outside of work. So then getting at F3, now I've got this, this big network of guys, and we all hold each other accountable. It's a free workout, um, but the workout's very much the start of it. You start finding that you have someone that you have a real-life relationship with. You can say, here are my struggles. As a father, I'm struggling with being passive right now. Mm-hmm. Please help me. And then that person can come back to you and say, how are you doing with that? Are you yeah. get? Are you stepping up like you're supposed to? And then you've got that accountability. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. So the thing that I, I love about it, and the, the reason that we do the phrase or kind of the tagline is that we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families, is that faith really impacts every area of our life. It's not Absolutely. just our Sunday life. It's not just our prayer life. It's our spiritual life. It's every area. So what you all have kind of realized is the incorporation of your faith has helped you all to be intentional fathers in that way. And so from the example of Jesus, his intentionality on earth, I mean, there's not a more inspiring individual in that way. I mean, he was assertive, he was, he was not passive. He reject passivity in his work up to the cross, you know, all those sort of things. So that sort of example, and whether it's in a life group or it's uh, in F3, or you, you take the, the action upon yourselves and you start a, you know, a camp out group with some, some other dads or you're doing the Boy Scout Club together or you're doing, uh, you know, doing something with your daughters. I'm not as familiar with those groups are, but those sort of things you're taking, you're being intentional with your kids and community. You're kind of bringing both those things together to be better dads, more intentional dads. So all of that is really fantastic. What final piece of advice or encouragement would you give? So for me, I would say the, the key to fatherhood is understanding that you're not raising children, you're training future adults. Yep. And that just spun everything for me as far as, you know, you hear folks saying they're challenged with raising their child. You're not raising your child. You have an adult, that, a young adult that you're training, mm-hmm. and you have to have a vision of what that adult should look like and act like when they get older. So everything, that all your interactions should pour into that vision, which yeah. should shape a future adult that be something you can be proud of. Yeah. That's really good. We're raising future intentional adults, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. By being intentional now. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share an F3 phrase with you. I give this yeah. speech at F3 a lot. It's uh, it's called concentrica. Is how we refer to it. So the, you know, think about it like a, a bullseye, and like a, maybe an archer, a longbow, or somebody that's mm-hmm. really shooting at something. They've really got to study on it. So the very center of the bullseye is your relationship with the Lord. You mm-hmm. got to just put that first. The next relationship on the next ring out is the relationship with your wife. Mm-hmm. The next relationship on the next ring out is your kids. Your kids need to see that your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with your wife come first. Yeah. The next ring after that is your friends or your shield lock. That's how we refer to them as That's the guys good. you can really rely on. Next ring after that is the blades or what we refer to as younger men or your mm. uh, the people you're uh, in a mentor relationship right. with. And the ring after that is your work, right? And most men get that confused. They yeah. put the work in the center of the bullseye yeah. and then everything else gets a, its place wherever it falls. So I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I give that speech a lot to remind myself yeah. uh, of how that goes, but that would be my advice for people out there listening is try and line up those relationships because your kids need to see how you sort your relationships out. You are modeling a behavior there. And so that's, uh, that's some free advice. Yeah. But, uh, Take them through the six again. The yeah, six let's, let, so let's just go. You start in the very center of the bullseye yeah. with your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Next ring out is your wife, or your M, that's what we call them, mm-hmm. uh, or your missus. Yeah, so yeah. the next ring after that is your kids. Next ring after that is your shield lock or your very close friends. Mm-hmm. The next ring after that is your blades or the younger men you're pouring into yeah. uh, in your life. Uh, and the ring after that is your work. Yeah. We all have to work, so everybody's yeah. got to make money. Yeah. So, But you need to understand the work can't come before all those other relationships. Yeah, yeah, all those other priorities. Yeah. Man, that's really good. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a good tattoo. 
to yeah, get. Yeah, uh, I was going to... Six-ring target. Is, <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, we're not ready for tattoos yet. Uh, there's something in Leviticus, but uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a free Bible plug there, yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah but the, uh, I think the one thing that we all need to understand is we get confused. We're very simple men. Sometimes just having that simple target, yeah. kind of keep yourself um, on site yeah. or on target. Some good checks and balances, too. Yeah. It's like, what am I aiming at? What's at the center here? Yep. And then what's going Awesome. So, <laughs> man, uh, guys, this has been fantastic. Thank you for sharing all this insight and wisdom. And really, it's experience, right? Is that that's what it is, is along the process? Yeah, and I, you know, I always tell people, uh, being a dad is hard work. Yeah. If you think fitness is hard, we don't care how fast you can run a car across the parking lot. But if you're there and ready to move when your kids need you, yeah, that's really the difference. That's, that's why we're we're trying to push people. Yeah, that's a good thing to emphasize. Is we often measure our wins and losses right in the uh, kind of the financial scorecard, yes. right? Or, uh, you know, how many sales we make for the company. But really, the real wins and losses is how we do with our family. Yeah, you got to gotta remember who you're working for. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, we live in a society where everybody's pushing uh, this kind of material. You know, it seems like the Lord, your family, everything else gets pushed behind. Yeah. But if you've got a good golf game, you've got a good corner office, you've yeah, got a good yeah. paycheck, well, then all the rest of that's going to take care of itself when yeah. it's actually the opposite. you got to work on that other stuff mm-hmm. to make your golf game yeah. show up and actually be enjoyable. I can hear a lot of top buttons on button on that one. There you go. <laughs> a lot of in here, but that's good, man. Yep, we need that. Well, how can uh, the dads or families connect with you all? All right, so uh, my name is Will Uter. My email is Will. W-I-L-L dot U-T-E-R at careervaluebook.com. Very good. So, and I'm going to tell you I'm the king of all social media now. So uh, you can (laughs) catch me at at CSPANF3 on Twitter. Uh, You'll also be able to do a lot of, uh, I'm on Instagram also at CSPANF3, but, uh, and I'm also on Gmail, CSPANF3 at gmail.com. And for the minute four still, if you want to go to workout, text me or tweet me or whatever, Uh, or email me and I'll, I'll meet you or I'll set up a, I'll, I'll make sure somebody's there yeah. for that first time you go to work out. That's great. Give them the F3 uh, website again. Just F3 Nation. Uh, you can, j- like I said, there's a big map. You just type in your zip code and it'll show all yeah. the workouts and the schedule that's available to you. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, I can attest that there are a lot of intentional dads out there working out, supporting and encouraging mm-hmm. each other to yeah. do that. Well, thank you guys. Let me say a prayer to wrap it up. Yeah. Heavenly Father, uh, this has been Rich and uh, I pray that Uh, The dads uh, would receive it with a great amount of humility and that you would turn that into excitement about um, the opportunity, the privilege that we get. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, but parenting is a privilege. And even though, just like these men said, it's not easy. And so uh, just as much as a privilege, it is a burden, but we rely on your strength. Uh, We rely on your, your spirit inside of us that allows us to catch this vision and to live it out on a daily basis. If we need to confess, if we need to repent, if we need to own up, if we need to take a step up, whatever it may be, God, we rely on you. We're not trying to be perfect, but we are trying to be intentional. And we know that you've got our kids under control. We get to be a part of the work that you're doing in their lives. So we commit them to you, and we commit ourselves and our families, our marriages, our careers, uh, all to you, God, that we may be the best version of ourselves that you created us to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Parent on, parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit forresthill.org.